there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. I recently heard Kristen Anker give a presentation on inner child work, and I have found this to be so interesting. I've used some of these tools in my own life, and I thought that you'd enjoy these things too. Kristen is a Montessori-trained educator, positive discipline facilitator, and certified transformational mindset coach. And now, Kristen is going to share with us her thoughts and her expertise about inner child work. My training is in early childhood. So I feel really confident with like birth to age seven. And that's where I was a Montessori educator and learning all about the development of the child from birth to seven. And literally your personality is formed 85% by the time you're five years old. So, so much happens in those early years. But what I'm finding with this inner child work is I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach and an educator. I know children. I know developmental stages. But what I'm seeing, too, is how we need to parent ourselves at this stage. Exactly. Not that I want to go back and say, oh, this happened and this happened. It's like, be aware. Like, yes, when that scared little girl comes up or when there's that attachment and that disconnection, to be aware And it's what I've been learning. It's the thought. What is the thought that is making my nervous system go into this like primal state, that freeze, fight, flight, and knowing that you can only be in one state or the other, the primal or the powerful. And what can I say to that little girl? My mindset mentor had said, those thoughts that you're saying to yourself, that's putting your body in your nervous system into that primal state this thought is unintelligent and it's not true. So being aware, and that's where you have to figure out what the thought is. So with my mindset coaching, what I'll do is we'll ask a lot of questions about when it happened. Maybe it is something that like all the time when my husband does, this is how I feel, or this is what he says. So you go into a moment and then you figure out, okay, what's my thought? And my thought is he doesn't care. Or is that true? Is it really true? And then you just start to really think back. It's not true. Maybe he's distracted. Maybe he's got his own focus. Men, I think, are so different than women, I'm realizing, where we can multitask. And I'm an empath. I'm a sensitive person. And he's not. My husband's not. But that's where you're thinking of the thought, like, he doesn't care. And then go, that's not true. So what is true? That's an interesting process because when I get into that amygdala hijacking, I can't remember to even think the conscious thought of what is true. It takes me a while to get to that because that's a prefrontal cortex thought to remember to go to that place. But that does help me to fight that, to say, here's the evidence. Here's the actual evidence kind of thing. But I was wondering, like, is that what I should tell little Karen is let's look at the evidence together, be logical with her. Or is there something I should be saying to her that that's not what's happening now? When you're aware of the thought, does that thought serve you? And it doesn't. <laughs> no. So what's a better feeling thought? 
So what could be a better feeling thought? They're doing the best they can. I was trained in positive discipline about 11 years ago now. So then I did that encouragement consulting. But just last year, I was certified to be a mindset coach. And what they work with are a lot of the universal laws. And you said you're a spiritual person. So it's that spirituality, but also the neuroscience and a little bit of quantum physics. So it's really interesting. I would teach you different shifts to start making different thoughts and different feelings. It's based on our beliefs. And this is cognitive behavioral psychology. Our beliefs will dictate our thoughts. And those are always aligned. Thoughts will then dictate our feelings. It's a good feeling or a bad, depending on what that thought is. It might be an unintelligent thought. It might be true. And then the feelings will dictate our actions, which will create our results. And then sometimes you're just stuck in this cybernetic loop. And it's all based on that decision or that belief. What would be that belief? What's one thing that from thinking of your baby, your childhood, what's one belief that unfortunately you've been probably living with your whole life? A limiting belief. Yeah. See, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like when we talked about the challenge of uncovering it, I don't really know exactly what it is. That's where we would have Um, to do more work and I would ask more questions and we would come up with some other scenarios of when it comes up, like when this feeling comes up, when the thought comes up, you can usually come up with a guess, but the whole idea, and I don't, we don't need to think about it now, but now that you're aware of how it works, you'll start to pick up on it. That belief, it was just a decision and it wasn't a decision that you made. It's not necessarily, they weren't our beliefs. It was the environment that we grew up in. It was a belief that we decided from our environment. And it was a five-year-old Karen that decided it or a four-year-old Karen. Usually the decision was made in those early childhood years of I'm too shy or I'm not good enough or I can't do it, but it was a decision. And now you're an adult. You have four grown children who are, I'm sure, lovely and successful in their own ways. What is that adult Karen going to make that new decision? That limiting belief limits you. It doesn't make you feel good. So we just create a new decision and then find the evidence for that. Yeah. And so as I have been pondering for quite some time about what is that limiting belief, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Sure. Yeah. That's what I learned. And during my training, I had to coach other people and then I had to be coached as well. And I was so fascinated by what came up. What I'm learning too is it's a daily practice. It's yeah. And it, my learning's never going to be done. I've been learning this and I learned this and then it's all compounded on each other. But what I've learned this year and I think through the pandemic is how important we have to have that self-love and almost feel like that's the work is really coming up with a self-love practice. You know, those affirmations, it's feeling worthy. I am worthy of this. I'm worthy of love. So then also what I've been taught is if you're feeling like the person is saying this, trying so hard not to let it affect you, which is hard, but it really is a mirror of how they're feeling. It's hard in the moment to feel that I'm sure, (sighs) but I, that's been the work that I've been working on is because I am such a sensitive person is I would take things so personally and my husband would be like, but why are you taking this personally? I'm like, because you said it to me. But now when he says things, I'm like, that's his stuff. 
And I deserve to be treated like this. Right. It's creating these boundaries and really making sure those boundaries are said. Sometimes we think our loved ones should read our minds, but really, no, they need to be told. But really feeling that self-love, the work to do is within, you are reparenting your inner child and you're loving your inner child and you're giving yourself grace. Also that awareness of knowing that you did have some challenges in your life, but looking for all the positives. And that's another way to look at it too. The mindset coaching really comes in and it's so powerful. Weekly coaching calls that we could work on this. And then it's developing little daily habits. And I always wanted to start feeling better right away. I just wanted to boom. And I'm realizing, no, it's the baby steps. It's the daily habits. It's switching the thoughts ever so slightly. And then it starts to make changes in your outer world. It's working on your inner world first, and then Mm -hmm. you see the changes in your outer world. Staying so focused on yourself, and it's hard trying not to take things personally. Yeah. So how did you get focused on early childhood? I was a teacher. I got my master's in education, and then I went into Montessori teaching. So Uh are you familiar with Montessori? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. I worked in Montessori schools for about 10 years and that was my focus was early childhood was three to six year olds. And at first I was like, I don't know if I want to work with this young, but I'm so glad it worked out that way because that's where Maria Montessori started with the three to six year olds. And that's where so much developmentally happened. So I feel now so confident in what I'm doing now. I'm helping parents to speak to their children in a whole nother way so that those three to six-year-olds don't become 36-year-olds later on that need the therapy. Like they, they were spoken to in a kind and nurturing way. They were loved unconditionally. So I love the early childhood, but now that my kids are getting older, I'm like, okay, now I got to study the teenage years. Now I got to do this. But I really feel blessed that happened that way, that I am so knowledgeable in that three to six year stage. Yeah. And was it in teaching parents about parenting and how to parent that then you learned about working on your inner child as well? So my story is I was a Montessori teacher. I had my first baby and I just thought I was going to be really good at this job. I thought my house was going to look perfect, like that Montessori, everything was going to get put away. And it was challenging and it was not what I thought. I worked for the first year and I stopped working full time. So I was like, I'm taking this on. And then I had my second child and I was, wow, what am, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to, I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted And this was an experienced teacher. And I had these other expectations on myself. I should be doing this. I should be that. I totally, definitely had very strong feelings against my husband. I was, you know, angry with him because I had all the burden of the kids and I was doing everything, but I was putting so much pressure on myself to do it all, like be the perfect mom, do this. So then I learned about positive discipline and I went through the training and it really helped me connect more with my kids, connect more with my spouse. And I think just communication, it's all these communication skills and knowledge of the child's brain and knowing what to expect and what to not expect and knowing what can build them up. And it's this like sense of belonging and sense of significance. And that's where positive discipline is all based on 
when the child doesn't feel that sense of belonging and significance, that's when you see misbehavior. And then I had my third baby and I was just still like, is this it? Is this what motherhood is? Like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Granted, we had moved like four times in five years. We moved a lot. There was a lot of other stress going on. And then that's when I did the encouragement consultant training. So the book, Do-It-Yourself Therapy, created by one of the co-founders of Positive Discipline, Lynn Law, and she was a marriage and family therapist. She just took all of the positive discipline trainings, put it back onto yourself. And so I loved that piece. So that was my first experience of inner child work and even just hearing inner child. And that was about five years ago. A lot of it was journaling. It's do-it-yourself therapy. You could probably get that on her website. So then... It was moving along. And then when the pandemic happened, I was like, okay, I got to work on my mindset now. So then I went through a certification for mindset coaching. And I love it because like everything has just been building on each other. Like we just went deeper. And then I became a facilitator to really facilitate the growth in other people. So similar with what Lynn says is we're going to encourage ourselves so that we can empower others. And then that's what the mindset coaching does. But it it allows the person to see within an experience of what are your thoughts, what are your feelings, and then to see it as unintelligent, to really understand, okay, I thought he didn't care and that's not true. And once you right. see the unintelligence, then you can't unsee it. But then it's the work around like building up some habits and meditation, I think has helped me a lot in the past couple of years. And yeah, so that's like my story. I feel like I just keep on learning because I have to keep on figuring out how to deal with other stuff that's happening in my life. So I was going to ask you, did you uncover a belief in your own mind from your past that you were then able to say that's unintelligent and yes. then have like a paradigm shift? Can you share one that you had in your life? I do share that I'm very lucky and very blessed that I, I feel like both of my parents loved me unconditionally. And in my eyes, I had a good childhood. Yeah, I I was actually a very shy little girl and I was just so nervous and I wouldn't talk to other people. But then something definitely shifted and I was very confident. I think a pretty confident kid. One of the beliefs that I had around, it, it was more like circumstantial, like where I was getting annoyed with my husband And that was just a belief of, I didn't think he supported me. Right. And then I looked into that and then it was literally like one time he and I went out and he told me what he was saying about me to his friends. He's like, oh, you don't understand what I tell them how good you're doing and how hard you're working and you're this. I'm like, you do? Because I didn't think you even care. (laughs) You know, I was like, really? You say these? He's like, oh my God, I'm always talking about you. So I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, what, where did that story come from? So I'm now careful about the stories I'm telling myself. So everybody sees things with such a different perspective and it's fascinating and the different perceptions that we're all forming these different neural pathways and we all have different stories about what it means. What's the story that you're telling about that? Yeah, that was fascinating. It was what am I making that mean? I think that's a good thought to work on because you might be making it mean something that doesn't serve you. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting. One, one of the shifts that I had when I was younger was I was always told you're too sensitive. And that felt like a weapon. And it really hurt when people would say that to me. And I was very sensitive. But as I grew up, I recognized how I was sensitive to other people. And I could pick up on things that other people would miss. And people would say, how did you know that? When I thought, well, I'm just kind of sensitive. And then I realized, oh, it's a gift. And then I had that huge paradigm shift. So I'm hoping that with this inner child work that I can have a similar paradigm shift because I can see how valuable it is. And and just the way that you've described it, even having grace for the process with myself. It's going to take time. And if every day you're just like, okay, a little bit, a little bit more progress, a little more progress. Sometimes it does make you go back and think about things. So it might conjure up some things. Yeah. Like one of them literally is, it's really funny. It's an activity you go through and it's, what's your baggage? What's all the luggage that you're bringing? And you go back, like, what did your parents talk to you about money? What was your idea about this? Because that's so formative too. That's one thing that I'm realizing that is a limiting belief around like my money mindset. My grandparents were immigrated and they didn't have that much. And then we worked, you know, it's all about, you got to work hard for everything. And so that's a shift. Oh, I just have to work hard. And I'm like, that too could be a gift. Like I'm a hard worker. That's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so passionate about what you do. And I just love that because I imagine that you probably feel like you're using your gifts in this way. I, to help. I figured it out. I am. I really feel like I am living my purpose, my passion and everything. And then I was joking with another colleague who does similar work. I was like, it's cool. We just have to work on ourselves and then teach other people how to work on themselves too. I could do that. And I think because I'm a teacher, like I'm a natural teacher, it works well with the coaching and the teaching. And I also do school consulting work. And I'm helping them to do an accreditation process. So I love it. Like I love to work with the schools. I love to work with parents. And then uh, the mindset coaching piece is just, that's just the topper to help people to feel good about themselves. That's what we need more of. We need more people to be in the powerful state so they can go out into the world and share their gifts with the world. Right, right. You're really empowering people to do that because as they correct those (laughs) faulty ways of thinking, then they can use those gifts. Mm -hmm. And they do have not just empowerment only, but also confidence and clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I help parents to build confidence in themselves, to be empowered with the knowledge, to feel confidence in themselves, connection with their spouse or parenting partner, and cooperation with their children. (laughs) So all the seeds all around. Yeah, that's great. Well, so if somebody wanted to contact you, do we go through your website or your email? How do we contact you? So the best is through my website, www.kristenanker.com. So it's my full name, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-A-N-C-K-E-R.com. And then there, what I love, if you'd like to get my newsletter, I have a free gift, which is seven mindset shifts to raise your energy. And then there's also a little webinar becoming an empowered parent. Both of those are like two great free gifts. And then they can connect with me there too. And then my email, Kristen at KristenAnchor.com. And then I have a Facebook group, the Parent Empowerment Group. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? 
So the Parent Empowerment Group is a free Facebook group. I've invited different parents that have either taken my parent positive discipline classes or different uh, workshops that I've been at. And I invite whoever would like to come on. And I usually do a live teaching once a week. I'll throw in some affirmations and different like mindset shifts and just some encouragement. Parents need encouragement. And Rudolf Dreiker is one of the creators of positive discipline. He said, children need encouragement like a plant needs water. And it's so powerful. And we need encouragement. So the self-talk, that's where we can really help ourselves with words of encouragement. Right. So you'd find a lot on my website, like Mindset by Carol Dweck. I'm reading that right now too. Are you reading this? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? It's older. I've seen her speak a couple times and I love her. And I guess it's research-based. That's what it's all about. What do you think? Oh, I thought it was really powerful. And it's been really interesting because it caused me to go back and think of memories, my parenting style and the things that I said and did. And so it was validating. And the way that it was said, it helped me to teach my children now with my grandchildren. Now they're saying to me, why did you say it that way? Why did you do it that way? Because it was so different than other people did. But I was very conscious, like you were. I was trying so hard to say it in the positive way and in the encouraging way for my kids. So I found that book to be really good with the explanation part of it and the rationale. And that's what I tell a lot of my clients too, that I help them to build this growth mindset because we've never done this before. You're expecting yourself to have these skills that you just, you've never done this before. Nobody has. Yourself, grace. I think we all just did the best we could with what we You have some beautiful mantras. And that's the mindset piece. Like I have these things that I'm just like, okay, just keep telling myself that. And I have my own back. That's another one I say a lot. Yeah. And the universe is working for us. That's a big one. I just loved hearing your thoughts. Thank you so much for visiting with me. And I definitely am going to do more of that work. And I'm so grateful for that resource of the do-it-yourself therapy because it sounds like that was really helpful. And it's going to be so helpful because it's reparenting your inner child. Yeah. So it's deep work. I'm excited. And we'll have to stay in touch because I want to hear your feedback about that. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And thank you for sharing your experiences and, and for the grace that you offer for those that you connect with. I can tell that you have so much love in your heart. I'm trying, <laughs> but that's what it is. I'm trying to like give out the love because that's what I want. I want people you know, to give me the love. So I'm going to give it out. I can feel it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you well, so much. So good to talk to you, Karen. You. Bye-bye. Wow, I really enjoyed learning from Kristen, and I'm looking forward to looking into the resources that she offered, and I hope that these things benefited you too, and we will talk some more about inner child work in future episodes. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.